Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. As the world searches for a cure for a disastrous virus, a scientist and a park scout venture deep into the forest for a routine equipment run. Through the night, their journey becomes a terrifying voyage into the heart of darkness, the forest coming to life around them. The film is called In the Earth, and we're joined today by the director, writer, and editor of In the Earth, and that would be Ben Wheatley. Ben, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Welcome back to Film School Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Again, uh, just for our audience, you were kind enough to come on for uh, Down Terrace and, and Kill List, and uh, really appreciate you coming back. I did read a little bit of backstory on this film, and it sounds like it this came about because of what we're living through, some version of that you know, in-the-moment kind of film. What was the time frame from your idea, putting it to paper, and now as a final cut? How, how long was that process? think to release to release from opening up a laptop to putting it in the cinemas is a year which is a phenomenal turnaround for for a film and uh, yeah, but they could be quicker you know it's only it's only festivals and distribution that hold stuff back you know it's kind of the the movie itself was i think it was a is a three-week shoot and probably it was edited out in three weeks so you can turn it around in six weeks if you've uh if you want to, and we did that on one the the film two films back called um, uh, Happy New Year, Colin Bursted. That was the same. It was done, you know, shot in shot out in eleven days, I think, and then it was cut in three weeks, and it was finished. But then it took it took six months to come out. You know, yeah. Of- Is that do you do you uh, work with a, a core group of people? Does that afford you that ability to turn it around? I know you as you as I said in the intro, you did the editing as well, which is oftentimes. A laborious and long, a long time takes usually sometimes. It, sometimes it doesn't. But you work with a core group of people, or is this your own initiative? How how does how do you turn it around so quickly? Um, well, I mean, I've made a I've made seven films, I think, in ten years, and I think that's mainly because I make a lot of films that are lower budget. I think if it was if and that's how you turn movies around is that you kind of cut your cloth according to um, uh, to the budgets you can get and and that kind of curve of going, oh, every film has to be more more expensive than the last, that basically means that every time you make a movie, you're going to add another couple of years on to how long between the movies until you exponentially start making one every six years, if you're lucky, you know. Right, uh, right. But with me, I was always, I, I love making films, and I think that when I when I looked at, like, my favourite directors or looked at the beginning of Hollywood, you know, that, that it's no coincidence that people like Hitchcock and Ford had made a hundred movies before they made a feature film, you know, so they, and that's practice and, you know, filmmaking as a muscle. And I, and I, I think that's true. And you, and now sadly we don't really have the same studio system that those guys were supported by. So it's hard to get projects off the ground. I mean, in a way, I, you know, it'd be, it's almost like a dream, that thing of being a, a jobbing director where you would go from, you know, you'd be on contract and someone just slap a script in your hand on the, on the Friday and you're shooting it on the Monday, you know, that's, that sounds great, you know, and, and, and working across every different genre as well, you know, the specifically Hawks, you know, you'd you'd be looking at, you know, science fiction and horror and, and uh, uh, romantic comedies and all these things. And so, yeah, so I've, I've managed to make a lot of 
lot of stuff. It's not necessarily about the crew. You know, the crew helps obviously that they're there. There's a shorthand between us all, and we're all friends. You know, and we're all and we've all come up together, so we know we've been in the hard times and and tough situations and gotten through them. And, and you know, there's a, there's a there's a professionalism to that which I love. You know, that is that that vibe of the the wild bunch only without all the murdering and and stuff. You know, but it's uh, but it's good. You know, when you look across at someone, you know, you've got you know, 10 years of experience with them and that the, they they won't crack and they know that you won't crack in any given situation. Yeah, I know you started out doing a lot of short films and a lot of, in the kind of the early days of the internet, you were getting them out there in front of people. So yeah. you were talking about that muscle memory that you were able to develop and in some ways, that is the new studio, ver- I mean, that is the new uh, pipeline. For, for, yeah. for I mean, I think for me, it was more, it was television as well. So I, I work, I did a lot of um, British comedy, and you know that that's it. That was a, a like a baptism of fire of blocking. You know, so you'd have scenes with nine people in them, and they'd all be talking. And how do you do that? And how do you how do you manage the line? And how do you um, how do you make a master out of that? Um, and then you'd also be shooting half an hour a week. You know, so there's, it's fast, and if you if you choke on the floor, then you're done for. You know, that's and you lose respect from everybody, and no one, you know, and you won't get hired again. So that that side of it was, I was lucky to to have experienced that. You know, I that was my film school basically. I learned a lot from from working fast and furious like that. Yeah, and you have in the course of your career really carved out this uh, this place for yourself where just what you described be able to see a project put it to paper and then be able to put it out in the way that you want to and it isn't an easy thing to do it's i'm sure at times been very difficult but all of your films have a, a certain intensity to them there's a certain commitment to the material that you just that just comes across when you watch them and i want to talk now about a little bit about in the earth in the sense that while this is a film of the moment because it speaks to this disastrous, as I said in the intro, a disastrous virus that's affecting sort of uh, the world. We hear about it and we see some manifestation of it in the behavior of the scientists, these researchers. While it is of that moment, it also speaks to a, a bigger issues or bigger kind of questions about humanity and our relationship to the earth and to our environment and the impact we're having and our and those are themes that for me have run through many of your films in the past this idea of, of the earth as this mm-hmm. sort of living breathing organism that we don't often take into account the way we should and if you want to talk, talk about how that re- relationship bears out in this film yeah i mean i think that the idea of it being you know that it's not a film about the pandemic because we know what that is we're living in it you know what it, what i wanted to make was a film that was contemporary and it felt like it was of now and it wasn't hiding from the things that were happening to us it was it acknowledges it and it just goes on back in uh, and forward and i think that that's something i've always done in the movies i've made as well you know that it's they they are modern people living in the um you know living in in, in a reality that's kind of recognizable to our to our own rather than in a kind of faux film world which you know is somewhere else i think all work should be that conversation between the maker and the the creator of the work and their own existence you know on the biggest stage of things and 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 that's how i you know i I try and work out who i am and where i am from making films 
you know, I sugar it slightly with genre so yeah. that it's not like a tone poem about my feelings, which no possibly no one wants to see. <laughs> but it's kind of that's that's got to be always got to be the way that you approach these things. Otherwise, why are you doing it? You know, it's not it's certainly not for the you know the glamorous life of uh, of the filmmaker or all that stuff because that's all baloney you know that, that that's made up by newspapers the the reality of it is is very different so but I think that the the I'm my own subject pretty much can it but then my own my understanding is about the you know what I'm trying to understand is where where I'm sitting in this this moment as I slowly you know decay and die <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all these existential questions, they percolate up in, in your films often. And what I'm struck by, I mean, I, I go back, I'm obviously of a certain age, I go back to the 70s and the 80s. And I remember Wicker Man, um, sort of the, 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 uh, the idea of the earth being, at one time, the, many of the people in the world er, worshipped the earth as the goddess and the mm. giver of life and all this and it throughout many traditions. And again, that feels very much like what is in play here. The, the fact that, that uh, you get into something that I just found out a little bit more about recently in a documentary called the fantastic world of fungi. Yeah. Yeah. And how this, in this ecosystem below the surface of what we, well, as we walk across uh, the earth is this, system of communication this actual living breathing system that goes on without us knowing much about it and in this film it sort of seems to play out that that's our ability or lack of ability to communicate to understand that has real world implications am yeah. i is this am i going too far off the road i mean i think you know when i read about it I was, it blew me away and, and, and i read an examples of it where they would be like forest management where they'd go oh, here's a rotten tree, we better chop it down. And then they chop this tree down, but then the trees around it suffer, and they hadn't, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the fungus had, had decided a, that, you know, the way that it shared out the resources among the trees, the um, chopping the dead tree down ruined that network. Yes. And I said, I mean, it's just a typical arrogance of humans, isn't it? And they kind of stumble in somewhere and think they can fix stuff. But then what they're dealing with is much smarter than they are in many, many ways, you know, and that, that was the kind of beginning of the of the thinking about it. And then, then I thought, well, you know, it's like this creature is, is an intelligence, obviously, um, but it's an abstraction for us. And then I started thinking about like our own, like what is our greatest technology? And, and I, th I figure it's kind of narrative, you know, it's the thing that sets us apart from every other creature, but it's also the thing that screws us up, you know, and it's that, and, and then within this tale, it's like various kind of um, attempts to communicate with the the natural kind of intelligence that kind of fail because that because of the, these foibles of they just trip up the humans every time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a film. I think I think we can say it's a horror film. How would you characterize the film? How would you what would if you were yeah, to put I mean, a label on? But yeah. I mean, it, but it's all. It's I think the the, the safest way of talking about films like this is like midnight movie isn't it yeah so you go you know it's weird um but it's um extreme but um but also it, it doesn't it, it deals with tropes and it deals with um genre but not in a not in a straight genre way necessarily right. yeah I, I just love the way that it, it unfolds we the researcher martin shows up he is going out into 
to they're heading toward a research lab out in the middle of the forest. You set things up in the film that that sort of push us in, to, in that direction of a horror film with the use of editing, which I it's a, it's a superbly edited film. I really have to tell you, I just really thought the way that you did that and then sound and then Clint Mans, Mansell yeah. who's the uh, composer. The, these elements, you get so much out of those elements in telling the story and setting up this, this dynamic of what's going to happen next. And there's some truly terrifying things that happen in the course of the film. But um, speak to sort of the technical side of this, if you want to. If I think part of it was like writing it into the script. So the music is not, it, it, it's diegetic. So it's not necessarily, it's not something, it's not a sweetener over the top of the, of the drama. You know, it's not something that's kind of, it points you in the emotional way that you need to go. It's actually written into the script. It's a character of, of the film, you know, and uh, and and that was important in the in the conception of it is that that on the sound side and then the strobe lights which are part of the experiment on the visual side were you know f- put to the front of the movie things that would usually be used as an effect becomes become the actual material of the film i wanted to let clint loose you know <laughs> like, there's no boundaries to what he could have done and he just um, we were doing things like he got hold of a thing called a MIDI sprout, which we, which is like a kind of sensor that you can put onto plants, which you can read the bioelectrical kind of um, movement yeah. of the plant. And then they've fed that back into the synthesizer. So there's literally the sound of plant life in the in the music. But yeah, and it was, you know, it, that that side of it. And then and then also with the um, with Martin Pavey, the sound designer, he's it, it, trying to find a way of of making sure that the music and the sound design are are hand in glove as well, you know, because you can often get this kind of slightly difficult relationship between music and sound design where, where they're fighting for the frequency basically of, of, you know, what, what, who owns the top and who owns the bottom in the sound. And, you know, and and it was really nice to see the kind of, that's a relationship that's built up over movies between the two of them, you know, so they kind of, so to, to get to that feeling where the, 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 that I wanted to make the the woods sound unique and vivid in a way that um, it's not just a, an atmos. It's it's actually every every twig break, every kind of creak is all thought about and 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 for serving the drama. Well, it becomes a manifestation of the character. This this unseen character, yeah, which adds so so much. There's so much in this film to say the atmospherics of the film are just remarkable in the way that you go about bringing that in and really making it that presence. And the film is, it, yeah, it's, it's extremely powerful and jarring. And there's a couple of sequences in here that if you can sit still in your chair, you're a better person than I am because uh, I, I don't know how uh, there's some really terrifying things that happen in this. I, exceptional film and I, I, I just the cast is wonderful I, we, we're running low on time here so I just want to acknowledge Joel Fry Elora Torcia <laughs> Haley Squires and Reese uh, Shearsmith they're all wonderful in the film everybody's great congratulations oh thank you yeah it's so good to see you again although we didn't see each other the first couple of times we spoke but I good it's a great this is one of the great things about the the uh, the zoom era but uh to be able to say eye to eye with somebody congratulations and i look forward i hope uh somewhere down the line we see you again well thank you very much yeah and yeah hopefully be back in a year or so <laughs> with something else. 
Hopefully the film, again, is called In the Earth, uh, and we've been speaking with a director, writer, and editor. That is a, certainly an important part of the film, and that would be Ben Wheatley. Ben, congratulations, and see you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.